Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Career Slay Talks podcast. My name is Brenda Dogbay, also known as the Career Slay Mama. And on this podcast, we center Black Canadian voices as well as African diaspora. And of course, anybody and everybody's welcome to listen to, enjoy, and participate in this podcast. So today, I have the pleasure of talking with Maria Maldonado-Smith. Maria is an eternal optimist, an enthusiast that's driven by her passion for goal-setting and dreaming big. And through her consulting firm, she has a knack for helping people achieve their goals through her vision board method and process, executive vision imagery. And her program transfers very well in the small business and corporate spaces as she challenges team members and staff to get bold goals and be accountable to them. So you guys know exactly how excited I am about vision boarding. So I'm I'm super pumped to to get another voice uh, speaking in this space. And Maria, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Brenda. I'm so, so honored to be here today. Thanks. Yeah. So why don't we start with you sharing with us how you got into vision boarding and a bit of your background. Um, I think you started pretty early on. So, yes, you're right. I, I got started when I was when I was young and not anything that I did on my own. It was actually at the guidance of a teacher of mine. So my third grade teacher, it's interesting because I talked to so many people and I feel like eight is such a pivotal age in our lives and we don't even realize that so much happens at eight. But yeah. I really think that's when we start truly becoming who, not necessarily that we're meant to be, but we start to realize that we have a place in this world. And Absolutely. so at the age of eight, you know, our teacher just asked us to get out a piece of paper and write down three things that we wanted to to do. She really gave us no parameters. It wasn't an assignment that said specifically, I want to, you know, I want you to, to know what you're going to do with your life. It was just write down three things. And I, my, you know, it, it's like the more that I like talk about it and the more that I teach to it and everything, and I share the story, I feel like the, the idea, or I guess what she was trying to accomplish was just to get us in the habit of writing our goals down, writing mm-hmm. them down. So, cause you know, the kids, it's, it's a classroom of eight year olds. So they interpreted it all differently. And some wrote things that they wanted to accomplish by the end of the week. You know, some wrote right. by the end of the school year, you know, the month. Right. And then me, I'm over here like big dreamer, like, whoa, you know, I'm just going to like lay it all out there. This is what I want to do. And so, so I think that's really what started my love for like writing things down. So I took the piece of paper home, you know, I my, would go to my mom's office after work every day and she and I, you know, we transferred it to a post-it note. Um, I was obsessed with post-it notes. I still am. <laughs> Me too. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I, I, I put that post-it note on my mirror. And really, you know, over the years, of course, it would fall off, and 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 you know, I would rewrite it. But it was the idea of consistently doing that over time and sticking it on my mirror, and it stayed there till I went to college. And you know, I look back on those goals, and I've accomplished two of those three lifelong goals. Wow. And and you know, I just from I, eight. That's amazing. Right. You know, I just think that, and and in some ways I would say that I've somewhat accomplished the third. My third goal was to become a United States Senator. And if you know anything about the political landscape in the U.S., I mean, it's a, it's an absolute cluster. So I have no, no desire whatsoever to. That one's been modified with time. Time. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. yes. So we can consider that one parked. (laughs) Correct. Absolutely. You know, age provides that wisdom, right? And so uh, it's just, and I, if I share that with kids because I say to them, you know, this, this is, that's, 
that's the beauty of, of creating kind of a vision for your life is that it can change. Our interests mm-hmm. change. You know, we evolve cellularly. We, we reproduce, which is kind of crazy every seven years, you know, like our, yeah. our smells are changing over, like our taste buds, everything, you know? And, and so when we think about that from a perspective of, you know, our goals and our mindset and all this stuff, I mean, that's why we're able to change our mind, to redirect, to improve, to make ourselves better. You know, we're constantly evolving as humans. So I think that's the beauty of, of the process in and of itself. But yeah, I started at eight and then it kind of turned into over the years, just, you know, I was fortunate enough to go to an arts-based, um, you know, school and, and, and I had a major and a minor in elective by the time I was a, 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 in sixth grade in middle school. And mm-hmm. I, ended up going there all the way through high school. And then, you know, through that, you know, they kind of championed and encouraged all of the dreaming, all of the, you know, put yourself out there, like imagine yourself because, you know, we were in theater, we were in voice, we were in dance, you know, music, everything. And so you're kind of putting yourself in those situations. So as a child, I think it just fostered my continuous appreciation for the growth process. Um, Absolutely. And then it shifted to boarding, you know, as I was. And that's, that's a good segue because I wanted to hear more about how you transferred uh, that big dreaming, but written goals into vision boarding and and that visual representation. Yeah. So really it became, um, you know, I think when I was in college, I was just struggling to kind of, I I had so many interests and I was struggling to piece them all together and figure out how they were going to work. And so, you know, I was, I was attending uh, the University of Kentucky on a vocal performance scholarship. I really was, you know, heavily involved in like, not saying politics, but like leadership roles. And, and I right. thought maybe the natural next natural step is, you know, I had this goal to be a United States Senator. I'll, I'll be a political science major as well. Let me double major. Yeah. And then I loved psychology. It just has always been something that I trended towards. I took AP psychology. It was one of the only AP tests that I took in high school mm-hmm. uh, that I did really <laughs> well on. So I was able to get college credit going into yeah. uh, my freshman year. And so I thought, you know, I just enjoy learning about how we, our, how we behave. Mm-hmm. And so over the years, I think that, you know, using those vision boards as I competed. So my first two goals, which I'll just mention, one was to go to college because, and to graduate because I, um, a daughter of an immigrant from Argentina who had an eighth grade education. And mm. my mom, while she was raised in, in the U.S., um, you know, did not have the means either, you know, to go to college. Went to a business, uh, you know, got her associate's degree in, in business okay. and accounting. And and, um, and and both my parents just worked really hard to provide, you know, mm. education for us. That was very important for them. So I wanted yeah. to graduate. And then the second one was to be Miss Kentucky because I had been watching yeah. Miss America with my mom since I was about six. And so I knew, like, I really want to, I want to be that girl, I want to be that girl. And at eight, like, that's not as tangible. Like, looking back, you could say, well, I want to be Miss Kentucky. But if you're looking back from at eight, like, that's a pretty bold goal to have in an amazing way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, I, you know, I had the fortunate, fortunate opportunity to meet a Miss America in uh, 1990. I think it was Marjorie Judith Vincent, and okay. I just remember being in awe of her, and just she was so kind and I remember she like you know knelt down because you know we we're little people and it was just you know a few of us and yeah. uh I just remember the poise and the grace and the kindness and the generosity and that stuck with me for mm-hmm. you know, a lifetime and so I remember that and I knew that I wanted to be I wanted to be her <laughs> so 
So I, you know, I get into college and I think I, I started, started competing for the title of Miss Kentucky to kind of fulfill that dream. And vision boarding really just helped me stay focused. It helped me, you know, and, and at times I think when I would um, get off track or get off center or just feel lost, the vision imagery process for me was something that just kept me grounded and rooted. Um, yeah. And then interestingly enough, I get into corporate and I start building vision boards for how I wanted my life to be, you know, from a corporate perspective. Mm-hmm. Then I would create a vision for how I wanted, you know, our family to, you know, to come Look to like. Me. Yeah. yeah. So, so could you yeah. share a little bit about your experience? Because um, again, you know, we, this is a career podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, I think part of the reasons why I center um, Black voices, Black Canadian voices is because um, we are often, at least in North America, bombarded with a lot of negative imagery. And that does a number for you, um, especially when you think about representation. Um, the lack of representation often results in um, young Young people, professionals, just not seeing those role models and not seeing themselves. And like for you, you saw Miss um, America and, and that becomes your, that becomes something tangible for you to hold on to. So I, I'd love to hear about how you leverage vision boarding for your career. Like, mm-hmm. did you put like job titles? Like, what did you put in there? And what was mm-hmm. some of that process? And then how did you translate that process into actually achieving those goals? Yes. So for me, I think it was one, because I never, I never saw myself in the career that I ended up, but the career path that I ended up taking in corporate, I honestly saw myself more entrepreneurial minded, but I think at the time and age in which I was in, I just didn't have a ton of support. And, and I, you know, my, my, my parents weren't entrepreneurs. So I think that's a little bit more difficult. So, you know, I wanted, and, and I also too, I think felt this like sense of responsibility and duty to like work for a company and work for them for like 30 years. Like my mom and my dad had, you know? And that's the thing is, you know, go to school, get your, you know, get your degree and then work. And that was that, I mean, our parents, that was the stability, the job security, and then you're set for life and retire after 30 years or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that the, interestingly enough, I think the words that kept coming to my vision board from a career perspective were like purpose and meaning and value. And mm. I, I wanted, I, I think that's where I, I somewhat, I, I thrived and then somewhat struggled within the corporate space because I was very driven and ambitious because those words were absolutely on there too. You know, yeah. and yes, you mentioned promotion. Absolutely. I kind of said, if I'm going to commit to this corporate career, if I'm going to commit to this sales environment, then I'm going I'm, all the way. I'm going all the way. Yeah. I'm yeah. not here just to show up every day and like, you know, do this, you know, I'm, I'm going to go all the way. And so I set my sights high on management, on leadership, on mm-hmm. opportunities that would allow me to be a part of conversations where I yeah. could uh, influence. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. And guide and lead and serve. You know, I, I came from an organization, you know, the Miss America organization is rooted so much in service and you have a community service initiative that you promote. And so I had been doing that, you know, for, for, for seven years at that point. And so mm-hmm. it, it really was a way for me to, I wanted to learn, I wanted to grow, I wanted to develop myself and develop others. So those were some of the things that really kind of caught my eye. As far as images, yeah, I think that I always kind of pictured, you know, that woman with the briefcase and the suit and, and like a lot of those kinds of images would like typically pop into my my, my mind I think, I, you know, and for what I would put. 
And then I think as a result of that, I started to see a life for myself and for my family that I didn't necessarily envision at first, which was, you know, a home I had, uh, I was raised, you know, in a 900 square foot apartment, you know, five people because my mother was the property manager of the apartment complex. And so we were able to live there and that afforded my parents other things, you know, it afforded them the opportunity to send my brothers to private education. It afforded me the opportunity to, to dance and for them to pay that tuition because they weren't paying a mortgage. So Mm -hmm. things that like we, we traded in for the experiences that they afforded us was something that I always was very mindful of. And so as I started building a life and a career and all of that, other things started popping up on my vision board that I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily, uh, I always knew when I was younger, like I want a home, like I want a home. And listen, our apartment was a home. It was, yes, really yes. the love was there. Yes. Um, you were surrounded with amazing opportunities, um, yes. but you wanted square footage. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I know it's like, I think about it now because ever since we have been making all these moves across like the Southeast for jobs and, and, and whatnot relocations, uh, my home has become less and less of a place that I desire as far as like mm-hmm. the, the beauty of it, the splendor, the square footage, yes. all of that. I, I think now I could, really pack up and leave and live anywhere as long as I have my people with me. And, yes. and so, but it was that- important. And the imagery to get you from an apartment into a home is that sometimes you do have to put that goal in front of you um, mm-hmm. so that you can achieve it and work towards it. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think that there's just so much to, um, to, to be said about kind of accomplishing, you know, putting those goals out there and being 100% authentic and owning them and saying like, this is what I want. And it's okay. Like I have, you know, you have every right to dream the dreams that you have. They're there for Absolutely. a reason. Yeah. No, your dreams are definitely valid. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your coaching or guiding folks into creating vision boards and what that process has been for you and then for, for them. Yeah. So, okay. So I, I really love working in the corporate space and I know because this is a career podcast, so I think that, that I want, I'll focus more on my work within the corporate space because sure, yeah. it's, it's really why I, why I built the program, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was over, I spent almost 20 years in, in a corporate environment. And I think I, some of the things that I learned were that we, especially during the pandemic, and I did leave my organization during uh, the pandemic to start my own consulting firm. But, you know, I think that we all feel burnt out, depleted yes. at times, whether, yes. whether it was pandemic related or not. I mean, we were having- It was, everything just came together in a, in a way that it was an awakening for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yes, it really was. It really was. And then, and I think you had people starting to realign their goals, realign the vision for their life. I think it caused a lot of people to wake up and say like, well, what am I working for? And who am I working yes. for? And why am What's I What's the point? Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. And, and, as, and as human beings, I mean, I think that, you know, whether you are spiritual or not, or just, uh, whatever you believe in, I feel that we're all grounded and rooted in this desire to live a meaningful and purposeful life. You Very know, have, you know t- t- we want to know that we have created and done something on this earth before we leave it. And Absolutely. so executive vision imagery came from meeting with my team members, with coaching and developing them and walking them through, well, what does your professional journey look like? Mm-hmm. And how might this align with your personal life? And I, I think what we found or what I found specifically was that 
especially when it came to women, uh, right. is that we we feel this 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 need, and almost this. Um, I'm not finding the right word, but almost like we we have to, almost like a, you know, like we yes. have to show up as two different people. Right. That, we're compelled you, to kind of separate. <laughs> yes, compelled. That's a that's a perfect word for it. Yes, that 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 we we can't show up in our personal life. Like, let's not talk about our kids because we talk about our kids too much. That people are going to think that that's all we think about, and and are we really right. focused on the work? But then we can always talk about work, and it's like, geez, I mean, is she? You're so ambitious. How can right. you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All she talks about yeah. is work, 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 work. Um, you know, does she do anything outside of that? So it's like there's we, we can't win, we can't win for losing. You know, we were constantly yeah. competing against our own self, which yes. blows my mind when we think about you know how we show up for ourselves. And so yeah. I wanted to create and design a program that really forced people to look inward. Mm-hmm. and forced them to say, these are my personal goals. This is what's going to make me a better me. I don't need to be a better me for anyone else but me. So if I get up and work out every day, it is not yeah. for anyone else but for me. Yeah. And I am going to commit to this goal because by doing so, I'm honoring who I am as, as a person. Mm-hmm. Now, in my professional life, I'm also going to work on these things because it's going to make me a better me. Now, yeah. The payoff might be that my company gets a stronger, more, more, you know, present, more motivated, empowered person, but I'm not doing it for them. Mm, that's my such goal, a shift. Mm-hmm, my goal is to become a better me so that I can show up. And, and if companies truly want what's best for their employees, that is the that is the mission, the method, the approach, and the message that they would send to them consistently. Right, right. And how have you found, like, has that been transformative or transformational in terms of just making that paradigm shift? Because, again, as women, you're supposed to be all things to everybody often and not all of that for you yourself. So so how how what has the response been like? The response has been... Great. It's been phenomenal. And I've been really, I've been welcomed by so many organizations who, I think here's the other thing too, is, is I'm, I'm very <laughs> real in the fact that like I acknowledge that I've not reinvented the wheel. Lots of people do personal and professional goals and lots of people yeah. even probably do it the way that I do it. I think what's different is that we're creating a space for allowing people to do this within the work setting. Yes. We're not having them take extra time outside of their work. They're actually mm-hmm. saying, you know, managers, leaders, executives are saying, this is so worth it that we need to be doing this during the work day. We need to be allowing and making space for this, not mm-hmm. as an extracurricular, not something that's right. a punishable offense. Like you got to go work on yourself, but you yeah. got to do it on Saturday morning, not between yes. Monday and nine to five, you know? Yeah, like yeah. So I, that's probably the, the thing that I have appreciated the most is their mm-hmm. willingness to say, come. We're going to carve out time within your workday. And so these are not like your corporate mission, right? Like this is not, let's come together to build the mission of the organization. This is, let's help our employees build their own personal goals within the work setting. Yes. yes. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. And companies are open to this because I and now I'm curious yeah. <laughs> as to how open they are to really like that would be the neatest thing to have your company host a vision board workshop for you at work, but for your goals. 
Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, listen, I, I get told no a lot, uh, but 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 for you know, I mean, as in any industry, as in any you know, in any role, but I get told yes, and when I get told yes, we jump on the opportunity to engage with those corporations. You know, we have. Um, to date, about five major companies that we are working alongside. Interestingly enough, I, I do a lot in the pharmaceutical space. I only spent okay. five years in the pharmaceutical industry, but they have been, I think because of the mindset of what they do, they're just, they're all about health, wellness, and, and, and right. leaning into the whole person. So it fits very well. Um, the industry that, you know, I, I came from, my hope is that they, you know, engage in, in, in working with someone or myself, you know, that entity where, where they could benefit from, 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 from this, because mm-hmm. to be honest, it was because of the lack of what I kind of had and the resources that I had at that organization that this program was born. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, so do you bring supplies? <laughs> yes, we bring it you bring all. like pens, paper, scissors, yes. magazines, I'm guessing. Yes. yes. So in the database that we have created, we have over 2,100 images and that is continuing to grow. We don't yeah. bring all of them with us. Uh, uh, well, yeah. You know what? I actually, let me make a question. We probably bring about 1,800 with us. It just printed out, you know, there's three to four images per page. Um, yeah. Our The workbook actually will be on Amazon later um, later Good in the fall. Yeah, yeah. So like early yeah. fall will we'll be okay. on Amazon for people to order. Uh, very reasonable price. And I think it's going to give you about uh, 150 to 200 images and phrases and words and different things that you can kind of get started with. But we bring the boards, we bring the scissors, the glue sticks, the, the, the images, the magazines, whatever we can travel with our ship, we absolutely bring. And then plus the workbooks. The workbooks are uh, about 50 pages and it gives you plenty of space to not only work on your goals for this year, but really I des- we designed it. I, you know, when I think about the the reason that that we added extra pages for for people to write is because I'm a huge journaler and I wanted to give people an opportunity to, to bring go the two back. together. Yes, revisit yeah. their goals, tweak their goals. Say, you know what? Mm-hmm. I might want to paste a picture over top of what I originally put on this vision board because my 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 goals have shifted. They've changed. Yeah. Oh, that's that's phenomenal. So, um maybe to bring the conversation uh around what um what advice would you have like what could you share five tips that you would have for somebody who's relatively new to vision boarding trying to figure out whether they should get into it like what advice would you have for them yeah okay so uh, my advice would be um start start small you know i Mm -hmm. think that it's like or if you start big, work your way back, you know, understand yeah. that it's a process. Um, mm. you know, and I love the way Canadians say process. I'm just <laughs> it is, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I love it. Um, but I, I, I typically start with a word of the year. That would be okay. my step one. And the reason oh, is because needs. I think we, we all we all can kind of find a word that we're searching for. You know, I think when we right. think about like how we want just our life to be lived or our the next year, how we want to approach it, mm-hmm. finding a word of the year centers me. It really centers me and 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 has me anchored onto who this is what I'm working to build. Yeah. And even then in all the goals that you might write or all of the things that you're working to achieve throughout the year or to grow um, would be 
would be centered around this word. So that's how I would start. Mm -hmm. um, I would say too, at the core of everything, we need to have values. We need to know yes. who we are and how our core values align with the work that we're doing. Mm -hmm. Because I will say this, newsflash, I've met people who after workshops have come up to me and said, I, I realized that where, where I'm at and who I am do not yeah. connect with- There's a misalignment. And, and here's and here's what I always say too, because uh, this actually came up in a, in a in a corporate recap that I had, where two employees taken the workshop, ah, had, had contacted me, and I actually started working with one of them individually, and she's a beautiful soul. She ended up leaving the organization, and we talked about that, and I said, listen, here is the deal. Yeah. One, I'm not saying that this is like a foolproof that we're going to just engage all of your employees there and become these amazing like workers for you and all that stuff. This yeah. is actually a beautiful thing because don't you want people that work for you that are committed to the and that want to be there? Want to be there? Yeah. So, so in this process, you are really finding that your people want to be there, and if they don't, let them go and send them. And on that's their not way. a bad thing. <laughs> that's not a bad thing, exactly. You know, I always used to tell my employees when I was on a, t you know, when I led a team, like, you know, if you have an opportunity, go take it. Absolutely. You know, do what is best for you. Because in the, we have one life, you know, we get one chance at this. So, yes. so go do what's best for you. Um, but then the third thing I would say would be, you know, a mission statement. The mission statement is really centered on, you know, m mine is, I think, posted on LinkedIn. I always tell people they can go there. I always share it within a presentation format. But it just talks about the way that I live my life, the way that I approach my life, you know, the, 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 the concepts, the aspects, the things that I want to uh, incorporate into my life and how I live it. I think we all need a mission statement. You know, I think every single person, companies have it. Companies have it because they want us to fulfill that mission. But yeah. here's the thing. I got to fulfill my own mission first. I got to make sure yes. that I'm living up to who I am first. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go and then I'll decide whether I'm going to follow that mission. <laughs> yeah. And, and you giving yourself the permission also to evolve from that mission as you yeah. change it, as you evolve. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then after that, you know, I would say that's when you can, that's really when you're ready to start building your goals. That's right. really when you're ready. It's, it's kind of, it's always that knowing. I always say we kind of have to know ourselves. We have to know who we are, what we're about, you know, what we're, what we're truly focused on before mm -hmm. we can start setting goals to improve ourselves. I think yeah. then you set your goals, your personal, professional. I have a goal also called the do the dang thing goal or the do the dang goal. And it's that bucket list item that you keep putting off every year, whether it's yeah. the, the 10 pounds that you keep saying you're going to lose, but you never commit to, or if it's the, the travel, you know, the, the place travel, you want to visit. Yeah. Yes. And we make all the excuses in the world, right? Brenda, we, we, we say money's the excuse. We say all yeah, of these different time things. and then season. It's just not the, 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 you know, when I'm in a better place or whatever. No, that's so yeah. true. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but then it's really all rooted in, you know, I would say the fifth step is everything is rooted in a foundational setting of building habits and building positive yes. habits. Yes, absolutely. Because and that's so critical, right? Yes. Yes. It really is because I think that, while, while I am a huge proponent of goal setting and having a goal, the idea is that building habits is what helps me tick off those goals. Absolutely. It's building the process, the systems, the, the, the consistency. That's what actually helps me to become um, effective and achieve my goals no matter what the goal is because I'm just applying the same process and systems to each of them. 
So if I want to run that race, I know that I have to work out. So we break down the goal to say, okay, so what are the habits that I have to, that I have to form and that I have to do on a consistent basis in -hmm. order to accomplish that? It's not just that I'm looking at, you know, a 120 day window to say, okay, I'm going to run this race by the end of it. Well, 10K by March um, with no daily plan. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. You know, and and even still, if if all we're focused on is is checking the box on the 10K, but we didn't learn throughout the process that we're really building habits that should stick with us for a lifetime, well, then we've also not necessarily failed at the assignment, but we might have failed at the the mm -hmm. purpose (laughs) of why we were doing it in the first place. You know, yeah. and, and I have had those goals too. I have had some of those goals in the past. I'm sure you have as well, yeah. where it is literally just a check the box item. Like, yeah, I've run a half marathon. Do this check. Yes. And, and how and- did that change you? How did that transform you? And I think that's the true transformative power is that beyond box checking, because we've all been there, go to college, get the job, get the house, get the husband, get the kids. And then after all of that, there's still something that's missing. And so being able to, how does that translate? Coming back to your key point, which is your values, right? Yeah, it just has you, has you assessing, you know, what, what, are we, what are we doing in this lifetime? Like, how are we creating the vision and, and doing so unapologetically? How are we, you know, because so much of our life, I think, is consumed by what other people tell us that we should do. And True. this process really allows you to lean into yourself to say, but, but what does Brenda want? What do you want? And mm-hmm. and and interestingly enough, I had a, a guest on on my podcast um, about a month ago, and one of the things that she mentioned was that an executive coach of hers said, "You know, what do you want?" And simply just write on that prompt. Right. And since then, I've really been incorporating that into my own process of mm-hmm. what is it that I just truly want. What are you looking for? And what what's what's that, you know, it's a simple sentence, but sound, it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is. So thank you so much for your time. Where can folks find you? And and I want to hear too about your your new resource that's that's forthcoming. Yes. So you can find me really on all the platforms. I've taken a social media break over the, the summer and but I'm starting to get back at it. And, and that was a beautiful thing in and of itself. So I am on LinkedIn as Maria Maldonado Smith. I am on um, Instagram at Maria Maldonado Smith. Uh, Same with Facebook uh, threads. I don't do Twitter or X. Um, Just have never found that platform, uh, anything I was interested in. (laughs) So don't do that. And then you can also find me too at my website, which is uh, mmsconsultingfirm.com. So it's uh, mmsconsultingfirm.com. And yes, I uh, we have the workbook going up on Amazon for everyone to order because I have a lot of people reach out, you know, individually who say, I want to work with you, but, you know, it's just... I kind of want to, yeah, I want to see what you got to offer. And, yeah. uh, and I thought, you know what, my goal and my message really is to, to spread the value of what it means to create the vision for your life. And if I can do mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, via sharing this workbook and aligning people with their, their vision and their goals, then my, my job will be well on its way to, to getting done. 
And you have a podcast as well. I do. Yes, I know. Which we're going to get you on as well. Yes, yes, uh, yes. So yes, my podcast is called Creating the Vision. And uh, not sure when this is dropping, but it the trailer will drop on Wednesday, uh, August 16th. And then it will be followed up with three episodes um, to kind of kick the season off on the 23rd. And yep, we have been recording all summer. And so we are well into well into uh, bringing that to fruition. It's been a passion project of mine for about the past year. Yeah. And it honestly was my do the dang goal. Okay. (laughs) And you just needed to get done. And I think this podcast too was on my, um, it was on my vision board. And again, it was just one of those things that just kept being pushed off. And then I started scared. I started without all the answers. And I'm really glad that I jumped into it because I've met so many amazing people, including yourself. It's so great, isn't it? Just to connect in this way. And you, you learn so much about people and you learn things that, uh, surprise you and that that just absolutely fill your cup. I mean, I think that's been absolutely. the coolest thing is the connection that yes. it has um, has brought me, even to people who I know, even to people who are close friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And then I learned something new about them. I'm like, I never knew that. <laughs> so yeah. it, it's been great. For sure. So we'll be on the lookout and for sure we'll share details um, once your podcast is launched. I just wanted to say a huge thank you for chatting with us, for sharing your um, amazing insights. And um, we look forward to having you back again because I'm sure this doesn't end this conversation. I consider this a conversation starter and um, look forward to continuing to connect. Oh, thank you so much for having me and thank you so much for um, being a source of representation and alignment for uh, women in the career field and yeah. women of color. And I believe me, as, as a Hispanic child growing up in Kentucky, you know, having that representation does absolutely matter. And so uh, just thank you for all the work that you do. And I really appreciate you having me. Oh, likewise, likewise, likewise. Okay, so let's slay vision boarding together.